I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week, we're still watching the Dark Phoenix Saga, the X-Men, the animated series version of Jean's and the Phoenix's mental breakdown that they have together at the same time. And Cyclops and Logan watch. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the episode i mean okay it's kind of great i don't know i mean it's it's great in that way that i think like the gambit origin story episode's kind of great although that was like totally yeah, wacky let's not this hype is at it least... too much i don't know if we no. can reach that level of amazingness <laughs> with this podcast I mean, there's but... there was a comparable episode where it's just like funny to us like i would say maybe the time that xavier went evil uh-huh and it was like interesting to us because we we're like holy shit but this it's the same thing where it's like all melodrama, especially from Jean Grey, mm-hmm. monologuing sentences that make zero sense, by the way. And also Scott and Logan mm-hmm. and a Xavier. Lot of, there's a lot of Scott Logan moments that Ryan was well, so, very excited about, understandably. In this that's ad. not even what I'm talking about. It's just like all the drama between like... <laughs> the three of them? There's so many... Ep- okay, this is like right after Jean Grey is like the Dark Phoenix. Oh my God. Previously on the X-Men. We got it. We got to run it down. We got to run it back. We got to go over what's happened on this show. Okay. So, you know, this is also confusing too, because this, this version of Jean Grey as a Phoenix is kind of different from the original origin story of the comic books because of all the retconning they did, you know what I mean? Oh, like, like so, after the fact in the comics, you mean where they where they're like, yeah, because yeah, like it's this an is alien like, force, et cetera, et cetera. Right, Whereas in this you know version, how, like originally it wasn't in a so like in the comics it was just Gene gets a power up and then they retconned it literally a full decade later, and then this show had to combine those two ideas while still sort of trying to pull those stories together, right? And so, which is what they always do on the show, and it's kind of amazing that they can even do it. But it's very weird to watch because I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's too many things being pulled from both stories yeah, at this point and that at I'm this confused. Point, I would say this episode just kind of is emblematic of a lot of the plot beats that I feel like at this point I associate with the Dark Phoenix story, probably because I saw this episode and I was like, this is what the story is supposed to be, where it's the love triangle with Scott and Logan and and Jean is also there, but barely. <laughs> it's mostly Scott and Logan. And Jean is like vacillating between being the Phoenix and losing control. And then, oh, and she's pulled out of it Jean. by Logan for I a know. moment. And then, oh, she's pulled out of it by Scott for a moment. And, oh, she's torn between these two love interests that right. she has. And in she's her also life. screaming Scott repeatedly mm-hmm. throughout this. And, and so, like, that's what we're looking at. It's this classic setup of, yeah. like, diff- those three characters collapsing into each other's arms in dramatic moments. Like, repeatedly. Over and, and over. also Rogue 
like doing all the work in, in the, background. the background. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a staple no, of the I Dark mean, Phoenix, but is a fun part of this particular. I, I don't even remember it. her being there for the Dark Phoenix, but maybe I'm wrong I, I about know. that. I feel like there was more like Moira and Banshee stuff, and and that's not so much in this episode. I mean, that's just in the comics I'm reading. There's like all that's these true. other characters well, okay, who so are there first that all, aren't in this. Yeah, exactly. So previously on the X-Men, <laughs> as we all know, Jean Grey went, well, all the X-Men went to space and Jean Grey That's got finally possessed by the Phoenix. Again. We need to yes, go over this Yes, and they came again. back and she like went and fought the Shi'ar Empire who was evil and then was possessed by the Phoenix Force. They did that and then she flew into the sun and nobody really understood what happened. We still haven't seen the episode that I explains know, how she came back. I know, I don't know back. when that is going to happen. It is going like to be way out of sequence year, Like at in that the next point. season. Yeah. Uh, so... And then, so everyone thought she was dead, but then they found that she came, it was she was alive. So they had her on Weir Island, where they were doing all these like weird tests on her. And then they're like, "This isn't working." Whereas, like, get the fuck out of my lab mm-hmm, so, because the Phoenix is dangerous and like shooting sparks and fireballs at everybody all the yeah, time. So please leave. And also, yeah, like, she doesn't want you here. You're not welcome Jean anymore. Maybe isn't able to be saved, but maybe she is? Question mark. Well, who knows? And so Jean is brought back to the X Mansion, where she finds that the Wolverine's got her obviously fucking, yep. but like. That's not so she has to deal with that, window, but she doesn't back. even really care anymore because she's kind of like over it at this point. Right, and, and she's also fluctuating between like being the phoenix and herself, which is really just her being herself. And then she thinks that Dazzler is flirting with like with Scott, Scott and they're second. together. And Mastermind has gone and convinced her through the powers of Emma that she's actually somebody else and that the X-Men is just a dream and that they're not real. Yeah, and I mean, so then she goes that... to Hellfire Club and joins their Dungeons and Dragons role play for a while until she gets sick of their shit and leaves. Mm-hmm. That was the last episode was all the Hellfire Club stuff where these other antagonists were trying to control the Phoenix to their own ends and they failed well, because it turns out it. you can't control the Phoenix and no one should try. So okay, anyway, so it starts. Now we're outside in, I think, like, I don't know, some park somewhere. Oh, wait, no, we're not. No, we're no, not. We're, not we're on the roof that. because we, we're on. We're at the end of last week's episode, except now now it's it's a new app. I did not write down. I wrote down, like, Ryan versions worry, of all these lines. So we'll have Ryan versions and real versions to contend with here. This, this opening scene, that's the first two opening scenes, is, like, Gene just screaming random shit for, like, 20 fucking minutes yeah i mean i wrote down some of it but after a while i just was like i don't care but i wrote down (laughs) what i could uh so it starts out with the phoenix exploding into phoenixiness on this rooftop of the hellfire club's whole building and cyclops is up there screaming gene over and over and Storm like and Beast like, and the rest repeatedly. of the X-Men are sort of looking on in the background being like, uh-oh. <laughs> and the Phoenix is monologuing. And I wrote down some of it. She says, you wish me to return to the cold nothingness of space? You wish me to give up the body? Never. There is a power beyond good and evil. The power to create and the power to destroy. I think it goes on longer than that. And Cyclops is just going, Gene, can you hear me? And <laughs> Phoenix goes, Gene can hear nothing. And Cyclops ignores that and he repeats Gene Wait, 60 I, more times. I, I didn't realize how absurd that even is. It is so it's great. Like, like, Gene he just hears this whole there. monologue from the Phoenix and he just pauses and then he goes, so Gene, uh, <laughs> are you in there or what? Uh, yeah. Gene? I'm hungry, Gene. You want to go for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
There's also oh God, like I'm a crying. little, little side shot of Logan just looking really worried, which I wrote down because I was like, Oh, yeah, That's I wrote good. that too. Logan looks sad. <laughs> yeah. And so then it actually works eventually. Like Cyclops screams Gene enough that it works and she kind of snaps Wait, out. Can of we it. add it to the fact while Wolverine's looking sad, Beast just standing there just holding up a random scanner? I don't know what it does because okay. it's never brought up, but he's just like scanning her, I guess. Beast is just like back to wearing that backpack again. Like, I feel like that backpack <laughs> is like secretly a staple of the show that you and I had forgotten about because like he's wearing it like every episode these days he's wearing that metal I, backpack know what? i don't know he's got it's like full he's basically inspector gadget now like beast I just wonder, like has I a ha- bunch of I gadgets i have to google this now so give me a second i wonder you if this sent is me like a picture of like an old comic of beast like the old design of beast where he was wearing like a bunch of gadgets and stuff recently this week no, which is I, maybe I, what this is what about. i'm looking up now so i'm trying to i'm wondering if this is like a toy thing like oh probably i bet you're right they wanted the beast backpack they could sell to be a tie-in with the show yeah i don't know though because i'm reading the book about the show and they were saying in the book that they really tried hard not to shoehorn things into the show only to be toys and they like fought super no, it hard like, it doesn't look that. like it was so actually that would have surprised me if it had been a toy so this uh beast figurine is actually really great i kind of want it so <laughs> okay back hey, to the eBay. episode okay so Jean snaps out of it and she's like scott help me but then Phoenix takes over again and blasts everybody off the roof and Wolverine falls into a duck pond, which then sparks okay. your favorite this is line also in the episode. Crazy. Yeah, he just screams, Ducks! I hate ducks. And I was why, like, though? why do you hate ducks? Why are you even screaming that? Like, I don't understand. I laughed like, really why. hard because I was so confused by it. And you told me that would happen. Like, you were watching was the like, episode ahead of me and you messaged me to be like, Maddie, there's a line where Wolverine screams that he hates ducks. Is that from something? What is that? And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And I still like, oh, I'm asking you, like, if I don't know, why would you know? I, you know? I mean, I don't know. I could have known that it was a quote from something because last episode, we didn't know that Wolverine was quoting Dirty Harry so like I clearly there's references in this show we don't know no he's Okay, so that that came up. That's in like. Wait, we'll talk about that later. But Wolverine. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it sometimes turns there out, are references in this show randomly to other movies and stuff that we don't know about or always. Catch. Okay, but like specifically in the last episode and this episode, Wolverine is just quoting movies. Yeah, like, I mean, I which don't I even think, know why though. Like, this is just something they're trying for him is just tr- to make him seem like a badass, I guess. No, and I, I think it's I think it fits his character to be somebody that's also like secretly a yeah, movie like buff. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't like nerd. have a lot of memories, so he's just like watching all these movies to try to like remember what it's like to be a person again or something. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like, I have amnesia, and we're like, okay, calm down. <laughs> I would buy that Wolverine would watch movies by himself to like deal with that. Anyway, yeah. all right. Anyway, he hates ducks. That's part of it. No. Nobody knows then why. Rogue catches Gambit and they flirt because Gambit is like super horny on this episode, which is funny. And he's like, Gambit can't help but notice you saved me, Cher, not Wolverine. It must be my way with women. And she's like, don't flatter yourself, swamp boy, and dumps him into the lake. And Wolverine is like, never make that woman mad at you. Speaking of mood swings, what's bugging the Phoenix? She used to be on our okay, side. I, I, I kind of hate that. Though. I did too. I did too. Because I was like, it was like Wolverine being like a chauvinist. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, women. Speaking of like, women you know, being women overly like emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, here's another woman being over emotional. Yeah. And I was I, like, oh I my didn't god. Care for you that. know who's really emotional here all the time? Wolverine. You Wolverine. I was like fuck Wolverine. You. Speaking of mood swings, look in the fucking mirror. Like Wolverine, <laughs> you are king yeah. of mood swings on this show, and you have like sixteen exes who you're always crying about <laughs> anyway beast anyway. adjusts the straps on his backpack and points out that the professor was right 
which I wrote "ugh" in response to in my own notes. And then he says, yeah. through Jean's keen human senses, the Phoenix has experienced exhilarating new emotions. I doubt she wants to give them up. And Gambit's like, why not ask her? Because the Phoenix is like caught up to them by this point. And Wolverine is like, better ask her real nice, which I did think was funny. And then yeah, I didn't I write down too. the Phoenix monologue here because I didn't understand what it was i, I don't know there she I was she like says, I'm you would dare yeah no she's like she's like saying something like you dare would help this body that no longer why would you help somebody why would you help a body it's a useless vessel to become the cosmic force of fire and ice and i do not understand and i was like oh my god you're just saying shit yeah like, there's a lot of lines like that in this is this, is this part of the part where first storm makes a hurricane and she blows everybody out of the way because she's trying to blow the phoenix back i guess and rogue grabs gambit and wolverine claws oh yeah this, onto is, a tree. this is fucking hilarious the like Phoenix they're all is doing not shit. affected at all by it which no, is she's funny there like there's this huge fucking hurricane and rogues catching gambit wolverine's calling himself the tree beast's holding onto pole but then beast has to catch cyclops because cyclops is just standing there <laughs> not doing anything except being blown away beast he's got that stupid cyclops face where he's like in shock yep. that Gene would even do this to him. Like, like, still. Like, he still hasn't picked up on the fact that maybe Gene is, like, not quite herself and, like, maybe not also, maybe him like, anymore. she's over him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, the Phoenix is unaffected and Cyclops, like, finally gets up the guts to blast her with his eye beam and screams, forgive me, Gene! Like, super dramatically. But again, <laughs> it doesn't matter because the Phoenix is completely immune to the eye beams. Right. Storm shoots lightning and Gene's, well, the Phoenix shoots it which she also so while again. she does this there's a lot of this happening in the episode yeah. where people just start saying things that they're doing so storm goes lightning <laughs> and literally shoots lightning yeah. like after wolverine screams ducks falling into the vat of ducks <laughs> yeah it's a classic everybody's explaining the the powers that they're about to use situation. you know wait hold on if this was like a batman story like a specifically a batman movie like an like, adam west one what, what yeah kind of no not adam about? west but like i'm talking about like you know like batman forever shit oh. if wolverine had fallen into a vat of ducks he probably would come out and become like duck man or something that is unfortunately not what we're watching we are not watching <laughs> that is like woman's alternate stop. origin story in the batman movie oh my god so rogue uproots a tree and throws it at the phoenix but the phoenix this makes no a sense beam by the way and like the tree falls onto Rogue, who then also falls onto can't Wolverine. Lift it. Wait, hold on. Just, oh, so hold on. But the tree falls on her. She can't pick it up because it's gold. Yeah, I didn't get that. What part. is happening? I, I I feel like they didn't show it turning into gold until later, though. Like there's a later shot where the tree is all sparkly and it's like golden, and it's as though the phoenix has transformed this tree. But in this first shot, it's just a regular tree that's falling onto Rogue and also Wolverine, and so they're pinned there for for a second. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what's happening, and then I don't. There's also really a bunch understand. of phoenix lines here which I didn't bother writing down, but there's a really confusing one where she says something like what Ryan was making fun of a second ago about like oh why. I don't understand this body and how it behaves or something weird like that. And then after she throws the tree, the Phoenix says, why does the sensation lessen when the opponent is weak? Which I wrote down because I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what sensation? <laughs> what is lessening exactly? Like, do you mean uh, you know it doesn't feel as satisfying to you to be defeating the X-Men because they're too weak for you? Like, Or maybe like you feel like you are killing your friends and like that's I, I not mean, okay? I don't, I don't know. No, I can't. I don't know what that line is supposed to mean, but it's written in such a like roundabout weird way that I don't even know if we're supposed to know what it means or if we're just supposed to be like, she's an alien. She's it just means saying that she wants shit. to experience sex for the first time. <laughs> well, 
that is not gonna happen in this episode no, unfortunately Although, and there's a moment here where cyclops is screaming stop it give her back and jean's like why would you want this body back and cyclops <laughs> is like because i love her okay, okay. And Jean's that's like, like a second later oh, you're skipping yeah, why stuff? is there a skip here it's I a mean, sh- we, we, the we should skip it because it's like the minutes. tree floating around on and off of everybody a thousand yeah, and times and there's like gambit's coats exploding but i can't even tell if it's because the gene or p charged it i I was like what's happening i was like did gambit intentionally charge his coat and explode it for no reason or did the phoenix explode gambit's coat while he was tearing off his coat dramatically like why like also like why is gambit taking off his clothes nobody knows because gambit's still horny for rogue here so yeah so anyway there is then the scene where like rogue flies up and sucks in the phoenix's powers for like a second and the phoenix throws her off and it's like this is too easy that even happened it's one second i mean all of this stuff the phoenix defeats in one second also why did rogue think that was gonna work I she was like know. so like hearty about it too she's flying up there and all like i'm gonna oh, get, get this yeah she's like take a piece of this when i take in mind i'm done with you because i could just tell it's like <laughs> we already know you can't do that rogue because like she's a cosmic entity this isn't like yeah this isn't like a mutant power that you can here. steal this is like an actual literal entity and if it entered your body we'd be just as fucked so like that isn't even a good outcome anyway why yeah and also like the phoenix is just annoyed by all of it yeah. and rogue's like why wow, didn't it work and we're like okay rogue <laughs> so then the phoenix and cyclops have their little standoff where yeah, okay, cyclops so this is when is cyclops like, give her back i love you and the jeans <laughs> like love sounds pretty stupid to me yeah which she's not wrong. It's fun. Um, so and that's then not literally Phoenix blows line, but Cyclops. Sure. No, it's not. But it may as well be. Phoenix blows Cyclops away, and his glasses fall off. Like that's all that happens. His glasses fall off, and then Jeans comes back, and she's like, Scott! "What have I done? I love. I'll always love you, Scott. No matter what the future holds." And I'm like, "You just knocked his sunglasses off. Nothing else has happened." Yeah, like, but he's been passed out, and so he's like lying in her arms, and she's cradling him and being like, "Scott, your sunglasses," and like carefully puts them back on, and is like, "I know." And then it's like okay. It concludes with her screaming and exploding into a bird <laughs> again and flying and away. And then she flies off into space, in which we have like it shows the entire Hellfire Club is just here now. Yeah, they're like just there's standing there watching this of everyone watching the Phoenix exploding into space again. The Hellfire okay. Club and Doctor Strange and Thor and watching the Watcher. Thor here? Like, okay, characters. Thor is watch. I'm so annoyed that they even okay because <laughs> Thor is here and he watches like this cosmic entity fly off to space, but just stands there. And I'm like, Thor, you're the only person who knows how to deal with this shit. Yeah, Why are you and just he doesn't help? Okay, I think Thor like briefly raises his hammer to the sky like menacingly, but like doesn't do anything. Like it's like a well, one I mean, second shot of him. It's like I mean it doesn't make any sense. I know it's just a cameo, so I really shouldn't be like reading yeah, into this. And but it doesn't still. have a line, and so and I know from the book they would just add in cameos without lines right. and be able to have the art team add that without the script writers even necessarily knowing what the cameos would be and like now that right. I know that these cameos make so much more sense as to why they're so fucking random because... I mean at least they're in the Marvel universe yeah, so, I mean exactly. there's that and it, so like a lot of the it could art be worse. team it could be like fans. suddenly like Bruce Wayne's like something's amiss here that would what you is know? with you or a Ninja Turtle today? <laughs> like... I don't know I really don't even know I even I don't even read Batman and, now I, you're okay, obsessed I, with Batman I don't know anyway we go Go back. The tree is gold. Oh, also, we see a glimpse of the Watcher, <laughs> yeah. which is important to nudge. Is it? He, so, is he, he going to come back? No, it's just like he's like a he's in there. prominent Marvel god character that is supposedly like, you know, watching over all the events in the Marvel Universe yeah, at all times yeah, 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 and yeah. all the alternate universes. So it's universes. important that he's there, I guess. And it's also important that Doctor Strange and Thor are watching it as well. Well, at least Doctor Strange was consistent because he was also cameoed in another Yeah, episode, he was. So. 
But he's not going to like show up, I don't think. There was some artist on this team who really liked Doctor Strange. I guess so. so. Anyway, back to the tree, which is gold, and Wolverine staring at the sky saying genie to no one. Wait, also, isn't there a part here where the phoenix literally just explodes and like there's like an explosion that goes around the earth? I don't Mm -hmm. really understand what's happening there. The phoenix just becomes a comet basically that explodes like basically a nuclear bomb that you can see from space is seen. And then like you see her flying off into space like like a shooting star basically oh, but this like, is like maddie's favorite planets. scene right here in the entire episode this is like a scene written for maddie i feel like wait what what do you mean this fucking scene with the two shiar guys yeah that's just like just talking up? like it's just like being like a shiar like star trek <laughs> okay, episode okay i like star trek but this is crazy like i didn't i wasn't like I don't know. I guess it's fine. I guess it's a, a scene I liked, but I was still like, why are they introducing I was laughing these really two hard. No, I don't know. It's a, they're, they're just standing there, by the way. It's like two Shi'ar guys like on a ship, and they're just going, oh, our jobs are so boring, and we're <laughs> stuck here monitoring this star system, and there isn't even Aladdin's castle here anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, very, it actually is kind of like a Star Trek-esque premise, where like a couple of side characters are like, oh, this is boring, and then like something crazy yeah. happens to them to interrupt things. Um, and so they're supposed to be charting these star systems and they found this entire universe that they happen to be in that doesn't have any I wouldn't even say it just found it, but that's yeah. funny. Yeah, they're like, oh, here's an entire... Un-. I mean, that's the point of this is because they find this universe and then as soon as they find it, the Phoenix destroys it. And that's what's so terrifying well, I know. Well, to them. Well, they're standing there as like... Uh, it's, the Phoenix just kind of flies out of like a space vagina. Yeah, I don't know what, she what's does. going on here. And, and she just flies into the middle of the sun of the universe that they're in, which isn't our universe. It's this other one. And she yeah, I thought it was it. ours for a second. I was like, wait, what's happening? No. Did everyone they, just die? That's because you were probably spacing out during the like stupid dialogue that didn't matter where they were establishing that this was a different universe. But like it doesn't it doesn't really matter because none okay, of this well, is going to come really, back. You know, it's OK. And then that Shi'ar guy walks over and he's just like, according to my readings, that creature is alive. And I was like, what readings? <laughs> What is this based on? You literally, you don't even have a computer in front of you. You just looked out the fucking his window. These are like his own mind. I don't know. I don't know where they're getting any of this. But also, like, they somehow understand that the Phoenix is destroying these planets. Like, it's consuming the star. The yeah, sun. that's what I mean. It's like they can tell they like that go somehow. into extreme detail. And it's like, how do they know any of that? And they don't really animate that so it's kind of weird but i guess that's because they just couldn't animate it or something so like we're we're meant to assume that she's destroying all these planets or eating these planets or something and there is a yeah. fun shot of the phoenix just like casually slicing a wing off of their ship i i wrote that down <laughs> and then yeah that's the same where like all the people fall there's like a full animation of everybody just like falling down yeah which is enjoyable and then they all start panicking and they're like connect me with the empress and we know these are shiar empire characters because they all have the exact same haircut as lalandra and she's yeah their empress now and so they contact her and lilandra is like don't pursue return to me now that thing's fucking crazy yeah and then she calls gladiator over and is like assemble the imperial guard before even before that that guy on the ship's like they because the ship left the universe as it happened and then they like turn around because yeah. like we have to go save other universes and the other guy's like Why? are you fucking crazy <laughs> yeah, like 
right? And then that guy's the ones that's like, we're going to call the Empress because your idea sucks, yeah. quite frankly. You're right. I forgot that briefly they were like, wait, should we turn back and try to fight this entity that we have no familiarity with yeah. whatsoever? Yeah. Anyway, these characters that like, have funny a lot of depth to them considering <laughs> that they're like two side We're never going to see them ever again. again. And I don't think they're based on anything. So. I mean, they have names, but I don't know if that they're just like Kirk and Spock. Anything. That's they it. They are. They're named Jubear and Luke, but I don't know. Jubear. <laughs> Gummy bears. All right. <laughs> anyway, Gladiator walks up and is like, what happened, my empress? And she goes, our worst nightmare. And we're like, okay, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I guess I get why it would be a nightmare for them because the Phoenix Force was connected to the Emkron crystal. It was supposed to be the guardian of this super powered crystal that they had. And so that was why they even knew about the Phoenix Force and like That's why true. it That's entered true. in the I, first I, place. I don't know. I'm discrediting that. You're, so, you're right. So like it is their nightmare that this magical entity that they know about that's supposed to be protecting their society has suddenly gone evil. But yeah, they are they are not very understanding about it later at the same time. No, they're not. So anyway, back to the X-Mansion. So yeah, the X-Men are having dinner and this scene, <laughs> oh my God, everything about this scene. This is a scene that started making me, I was, I was like online messaging Maddie being like, okay. Because like straight up the first line, Xavier is like, Jean is no more. We all need to move on. Let's kill her. And I was yes. like, right out of the gate, Xavier's just like, we need to kill her. But he like fluctuates on this like repeatedly yeah, throughout the episode. Yeah, his first line is, I'm afraid Jean Grey no longer exists. And like, <laughs> like then Jesus later Christ, on, he Xavier. kind of goes back on that. But like his first opening monologue is him being like, now Jean has been overwhelmed by the alien force within her. Like he's basically saying she doesn't exist anymore. There's no saving her. We'll never be like, able to save on. her. And then Cyclops interrupts to be like, as long as Jean is alive, we can't stop trying. And then there's this fun animation of Xavier literally wiping sweat from his brow, which I enjoyed. I that they did he's that. like, I love that too. And he's just like, we need to face the reality of this situation here. Jean is crazy. <laughs> Even though I'm the one that sent you all to this crazy shit show in the first place, it's still not my fault. Like that, That's basically what he says. He does. And he also says, unless Phoenix agrees to leave Jean's body, I see no other way to save our friend. And I'm like, I know. okay, meanwhile, 16 other potential ways are going to be introduced by other characters. I like second center. Okay, but first, but first, Cyclops first Xavier head. just straight no. up is like, there's no way to save her. He's like, we just need to kill her. That's it. All right. And then, uh, then Cyclops head just glows red. Red, all of a sudden yep. he falls to this ground screaming dramatically she's coming back and everyone's just standing there and storm just calmly goes how do you know that <laughs> it's amazing and it's like so good it's like is, is like our psychic connection is still there and then like xavier's like okay good forget literally everything yes, i just said we need to save goes her back on all of it and he goes we will do like, everything in our power to protect gene and it's like xavier like, you oh my god i can't deal with you right now i'm so angry at him anyway i guess here. it's because now that their psychic rapport is still there he's finally accepted that gene isn't dead because like she has the capacity to communicate i guess that's what changed his mind but the lines there really makes Xavier seem like a dick. And I know we already hate I mean, him, but it's it doesn't make him look yeah, good, guys. And it, to the people that enjoy Xavier, he's just not good on this he's show. He's not. I wish he were better written on the show, but he's not. Anyway, I he, mean, he's he's more canonical this way, but you know. Uh, yeah, he's better He's better to the comics where he is also a dick. But yeah, anyway, he says, at the same time, we must do all we can to defeat the Phoenix within her or our world will not survive. And Logan goes, how do you beat something that can melt you in a split second? And Cyclops goes, that's it! 
it? And Rogue, <laughs> Rogue just goes, what's it? Which is another moment where I laughed. It's like, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I do feel like the episode's well written in is. the way that the X-Men are dealing with like the craziness between Jean, Cyclops, and Xavier. It. Yeah, it is because fun. like, because like everyone's just screaming and it's just like, Rogue and Storm and Gambit being like, and Wolverine why? on some level, but mostly Wolverine is caught up in it all as well. So well, yeah, because he's like entangled in it, and then he has his moments towards the end too. But it's a lot of the other X Men just being like, "What the fuck there is going like, on?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like enough is enough already. <laughs> so Cyclops explains what he's talking about as he goes, "Why hasn't the Phoenix melted us?" And Rogue goes, "How should I know?" And Cyclops goes, <laughs> "Because Jean has at least some control over the creature. That means there's at least some hope of rescuing her." And and then Beast yeah. has his idea. Okay, this idea is, a, by the way, it's like totally manufactured for the show because it makes no kind of and sense. It would he's never just like, work. It would never he's work. like, wait, hold on. What if we make a temporal neural scrambler? I was like, okay, these are no, these none of these are words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He just invents it, some shit that he's saying he's going to invent that will temporarily prevent her from just forming goes, Why didn't thought? I think of that? And I was like, because nobody would have thought of that. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you could have even thought of, Xavier. Like, you never. Okay, but then, could then he, okay, but then he follows it up with that incredibly crazy speech that's basically him being like, that whole time I was torturing her on Weir Island didn't do anything after all. It was like, okay, we already knew that, Xavier. So you were just like fucking with her for no reason. Yeah, so I mean, I, fuck off. he's like, he also says that all of the, the torturing her on Weir Island simply made Gene into the perfect host, which isn't even explained, but I guess he's saying that because he was like accidentally weakening Gene's mind or something. Oh my God. Like, is that the implication there? <laughs> yes, like, that is the implication. That's it really is. really depressing. It's, it's basically Xavier it was like beating it, oh the shit God. out of Gene psychically and then being like, why is that working? <laughs> okay, but that's that's Xavier's thing is like he's beating the shit out of people and traumatizing them with his psychic powers. And then he's like, I don't understand why these people are so fucked up. And we're like, it's literally you. You're the problem. Anyway, so then it cuts to Beast making like a headpiece that could have been in a movie like a we headband. made in our teens. Yeah, and he goes, who wants to test it out? And literally nobody volunteers. Yeah, like Rogue just, and, and Storm just exchange a look at each other. They're like, like I'm they not put their cards up. They're like, no, thanks. <laughs> I, they're still like, why are we doing this still? Yeah. Um, uh, so let's see. Then it goes to the rooftop where Cyclops and Wolverine are having like... Like a, a romantic, really romantic moment. Yeah. moment. Okay, so the <laughs> rooftop like, of the X Mansion, Cyclops is just standing there and then collapses into Logan's <laughs> arms. Yeah. No, it's first he's like just standing there and then he's like, ah! And he like falls like, down and Logan, Logan comes running over catch and catches him. And it's like, I posted on my Twitter already. I should put, put it on Mutant Ages again, but he's like cradling him in his arms. And I'm like, this is so gay. Yeah, and so then like, Cyclops makes up for how gay it is by screaming, it's Jean, I feel her presence. And Logan is and like, where? Like, where? And Scott goes, no, somewhere from her past, a place full of emotional memories. And then they just like keep cuddling together for like, I don't know, three hours or uh, yeah, so. I, I mean, I don't know what's up with that. Like, it just shows them just standing there holding each other. It's like, okay, they're fucking. They actually um, don't keep cuddling because it turns out that they like rush to where Jean is because that's revealed later. Like, I don't know how they got there that fast. But well, whatever. I mean, we'll I, don't, I don't know. It, it's that's its own thing. So they're going to Jean's childhood house. Well, and Jean Jean's, is going there and the Phoenix yeah, is yeah, going yeah. there. She She's in her Phoenix costume. She runs in and she's like, it, it's almost like she's reverted, which is to interesting. Because she's, it's such a spooky yeah. scene. I liked it, but it was like really unnerving in a cool way. Like there's this, this creepy is one of the lullaby things, okay. music playing and Jean is acting like a child, but she's like wearing this beautiful, sexy costume. So I it's know. like, whoa, 
it's really okay, but see, weird. the thing is that like they definitely pulled this scene into the X-Men 3 movie and I'm sure there was like an earlier version of the script where it was more like this scene since they just copy everything from the uh-huh. animated series yeah and they've and said like, that like that's not and, even and, yeah and when I remember seeing the previews for X-Men 3 I saw her and what was clearly going to be her childhood house I was like oh my god they're doing that scene instead it was some other batshit insane scene where she just like killed Xavier which you know that's fine but <laughs> also like that was like her final scene in the entire movie and then she just was like a background character and like also she didn't have a spooky moment where she was like running around being like father are you here yeah you know, which is what she does like she kitchen. sees her childhood cat prometheus who hisses at her and doesn't recognize her which is spooky yeah and her parents aren't home and her sister isn't home either i guess and so she's like running around the house screaming daddy and it's like really fucking creepy and so then she walks creepy. into and her, then own she goes to her child room room which by the way there's a poster in the background that's supposed to be a band poster and it's called the meatballs and i laughed really hard at that <laughs> that's great and she does a little pirouette when she enters the bedroom like she's like a little girl again and then like flings herself onto the bed and she also grabs a doll that is a cyclops doll which, did you notice okay. that like no i've i've okay first of all i've remembered that since i saw the series like in the 90s i was so like that's so and it's like so it's it's not even that it's like on the nose it's on the nose to the point where she literally touches his nose yeah. and it squeaks and i was like okay this is like a metaphor for it being so on the nose and by, like it's a nose. cyclops doll. i don't mean like an x-men doll i mean like an actual like the monster like the of monster. cyclops yeah. so it's not like literally scott but it's like oh anyway she hugs the doll and she starts crying which is i know sad. which is like kind of dark and then a car pulls in the driveway and she goes daddy's home yeah and she's like running downstairs and it's really sad scene and then so like she runs outside it's sad and then, because then uh, okay. as she's then, running like, outside we see gambit and professor x in the background like, all the x-men and like <laughs> like every x-men ever and her family were just in there she didn't see any of them yeah. somehow and then as gene runs outside and it's like really misty and spooky outside and you can't see who's in the car yet and then the car starts pulling we away never again it's cyclops we do at the very end it's revealed oh, that it's cyclops Oh, I didn't even remember catching yeah, that. That's he he steps out of the car, which I was like, that really casts a weird layer on things. Like Cyclops I mean, was the person she was screaming daddy at the entire time. And also like the person that he was fucking with her. Like, yeah. okay. But I mean, I guess it was kind of his idea to save her. But anyway, the car starts pulling away and sh- she starts screaming, Daddy, no, which is like a which lot. Which is like fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Gambit sneaks up behind her and puts the headband on her and she starts screaming. Well, Gambit also apologizes too, which yes. is kind of... I, also, I do like that it was Gambit who did that because he's the only one sneaky enough to yeah, even Yeah, I like that to, too because like, he hasn't really gotten her. to do anything cool in this episode besides like be a horny idiot. So like this is one moment to like be useful so he sneaks up and puts the helmet on her and so storm comes up too and she's like gene my friend accept our help and the phoenix screams i have no friends which is like whoa and so then she blasts storm away right and then rogue catches storm and then she has that line where she says what is this catch the x-men day yeah because she's been doing this like the whole episode by the way she keeps on catching the x-men in like an otherwise really sad scene and beast is like messing with the controls for this stupid headband he created and being like her mind is more powerful than anything i could imagine like no shit beast like annoyed me because i was like why do people keep underestimating this character like 
I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to think it's like a sexism thing or like a gene was never that powerful before. Why would we think her mind would be powerful now or whatever? I right. I don't know. It bugged me, but whatever. That's just my own me putting my own shit no, on no, this I, episode. I, 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 that's fine. We can talk about it in the politics too. <laughs> yeah. And so then Wolverine leaps in and he just goes, I knew it would come to this. And he like Okay, but like he can't Jean. even do whatever he's gonna do. Like he like jumps on her like, hey, they're gonna fuck, but that's not what's happening. <laughs> no. And then he's like He's like ready to kill her, yeah, and he then Gene goes. Gotta end it, and then Gene becomes. Gene. She's like, he's like Logan, and Logan goes. Here we go again. Gene. And then it's like, okay, there's oh so many times it's fucking Scott and Logan going. Gene, it's like, oh my god. And so stop. then Gene is finally Gene again because now that Logan is straddling her, she's suddenly come to her senses, and she goes, "Do it quickly, while I still have control. Stop are her." Are we now. talking about them fucking or killing her? But we it's are talking hard. about her being killed, and so Logan dramatically rears back with his claws and he screams and then he's like i can't <laughs> and it's like oh my god yeah. and then she's like please if you truly love me don't let her you should have destroyed me when i had the chance and i was like whoa yeah the phoenix comes back in that moment and blasts wolverine away and takes the headband off and just melts it and goes i know which i think is we'll awesome play by on the way. my terms which is a fun line and she levitates yeah, everybody yeah. into the air and then that's when cyclops gets out of the car Oh my god. Okay, so that's when Cyclops is like, but I still love you. We all do. And then now now Gene's going, Scott. And I'm like, oh my god. Everyone stop yelling like everybody's names are being yelled dramatically left and right. Yeah. And I just I'm like And kind Cyclops of over it. goes, I know you're there, Gene. I can still feel you. You cannot destroy your friends. You love us. You love me. And then after Gene says Scott sixty more times, a blue beam of light suddenly <laughs> appears near her head and like pierces her mind basically and knocks her out right and then xavier rolls up in his chair and he's like hey and he's everybody doing it. I he's like it. i could have done this the whole I time know. fyi and we're like what fuck off xavier fuck okay so apparently he had the power to do that i guess whenever she goes into gene mode but she's already been no, okay but then okay this whole, whole fucking time. scene though because then he turns while he's controlling gene he turns to cyclops he's like quickly scott kill your wife oh and we're like my god jesus christ yeah he just he just says i'm sorry scott but i had to attack her mind while she was distracted and scott goes as long as i've got her back and xavier interrupts i've only stunned her the creature inside her must be destroyed now and scott goes no <laughs> and xavier goes now before she and then the phoenix comes back and goes recovers you're too late but i guess the implication there that was what you were saying is that xavier's like hey you need to just kill her like i know again crazy. Again, and it's like the people he's delegating this to are the people who's like in a relationship with her, and they're like, yeah. he's like, Scott, I don't care about the PTSD. I can brainwash it later. Don't worry. Like Gambit would have fucking done it. Like, let's be real. Like Gambit would have just killed her if someone had I know. asked. Like, I mean, if it, it came down been to really it, sad. Gambit would have been like, this sucks, but I guess I'll do it. Like, they're asking the wrong character. But Theoretically, anyway. of all the X Men, who I mean, it can't be. Like, Wolverine seems like an obvious choice because he can kill, but, like, who of the X-Men would actually, like, want to kill Jean Grey and, like, willing to be like, I'll take the hit I to do that? I don't think like, any other character besides maybe Gambit, according to this show, but, like, Gambit yeah, also but that's, that's what might I'm saying. be, like, like, tapped out and just be like, I don't want to be involved in any of this. I'm just going to go. Because I'm, I'm honestly <laughs> thinking of, like, characters that, that aren't on the show that may be able to do it, and I really can't think of a character that would do it. I mean, that, this is like, why the Phoenix plot lines evil, are interesting, you know? is because you have this situation where you know Jean Grey's still alive, she's still in there, and she can even communicate with people, but, but she can't be rescued from this 
this other being that's also there, you know? So it's 100% like, what do you do? the person who would kill her if it came down to it is Emma Frost. Not because she, that's not true. because Why of like, being Jean, <laughs> but like Jean, I mean, I'm, Emma Frost is totally the character at the end of the day who's like, we need to kill this person so the shit stops I mean, and then I she does like it like and then everyone's like mortified in phoenix end yeah. song where she basically is saying as much as that like i don't i don't remember all of that comic but i know emma That's is like a good the comic. voice of reason in that comic being like um we need to fucking we just deal with to... this problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's I mean, I that's why I'm mad at her current situation. The comics were like, we're gonna put on the background now because she she decided that she wanted to kill the Inhumans, and I was like, okay, but like she wasn't wrong. So yeah, there's that. I guess I get why <laughs> Xavier is like expecting the X Men to be like, we need to get over this and kill Jean because he doesn't see a way out of it. Except the problem with that is that then he immediately suddenly does find a way out of it in the next like scene? in seconds later like okay so wait scene. he goes onto the astral plane yes. with the phoenix he, and it's just which, fucking insanity why didn't he do that before why i don't know okay so first what happens is the phoenix destroys xavier's chair and she's like standing over his body on the ground just being like you once told gene gray that the greatest joy a teacher has is to be surpassed by his own pupil enjoy which is a fun line and then xavier just suddenly uses his own mind powers again and then they're both on the astroplane and i'm just like xavier if you could do that with the phoenix this whole time like why, why didn't, you just didn't do that? you do it because as soon yeah. as they're on the astral plane xavier can walk and he's like mega powerful because it's his astral version of himself so he has all these mind powers so like and you know just like xavier makes himself bigger than he actually yeah, he is makes himself super big and he like makes himself armor and stuff and so like the phoenix is making all these rocks fall on him but it doesn't really matter they're basically like they're not evenly matched he's he's basically being beaten and he keeps trying to defeat the phoenix and bind the phoenix again and he can't do it and then eventually he he figures out that gene since she's still fucking alive in there he could ask her for help astral plane help and he starts xavier just figures that out it takes him forever takes him this entire episode is in her body or like that's surprising technically several weeks of time like he was on weir island for however long with gene doing jack shit apparently like he could have just done this but didn't yeah like why not i don't i don't know either he's just a piece of shit anyway he says help me gene and then the world finally starts attacking the phoenix because it's like gene's mind making it fight back and then between gene and xavier even though we don't see gene per se gene is helping xavier to bind the phoenix inside of gene's mind and then in the real world they both collapse to the ground cyclops grabs i know oh my god i think storm screams professor yeah and she catches something him. like that and then xavier says the phoenix is contained for now i could never have defeated the phoenix if jean herself had not helped me the strength of her mind is truly awesome and i was like yeah it is idiot and <laughs> jean wakes up and she and cyclops have the cute moment where she's like hey four eyes and he's like hi yourself tiger and then the shiar show up <laughs> like the whole fucking spaceship i love that the spaceship floats i like okay i really enjoy the fact that Gene's family doesn't question a literally any of this. The X Men or Gene being possessed by a cosmic do. force, and then there's like a spaceship that shows up, and they're just like, "Sure." <laughs> then the comic that I just read, Gene's parents are like visiting Gene, and she like suddenly gets all Phoenixy, and Xavier's also there, and they're like, "Um, Professor, is this the shit that flies at your school?" And Xavier is like, <laughs> "Uh, uh, I have to go," and it's like really funny. But anyway, the the parents, Gene's parents, are like not cool with it in the comics, but I know they didn't have time for that in this show which is no, too you're bad right, you're right it would have been more fun though if they'd had a scene like that anyway the no, she are there now and they like teleport down and the land just there and xavier's like 
Lavandra, what's the meaning of this? Why didn't you contact me telepathically? She just ignores him. She's like, we're here to kill Jean Grey. Yeah, she's like, hey, we're here to kill Jean. That thing you wanted to do, we're going to fucking do it. It is the decision of the High Council. Suddenly everybody looks so shocked that that is the suggestion being made. I'm like, what did you spend the whole episode doing? Yeah, and it's like, Xavier, you wanted to kill Jean like 10 minutes ago. Like you specifically like maybe five seconds ago. Scott, could you kill Jean real quick? I think you still do want to kill her. Her, but you know you just can't now like well because now he's figured out after like i don't know weeks months of time that he could have just entered her freaking mind and didn't i just i can't believe that that was the reveal at the end was that it was so easy i was like we're not gonna like go back and forth at all like is the next episode gonna be some sort of explanation of like why it ended up being so easy huh. or i don't remember the next episode is one of those ones that i, I had a hard time paying attention to as a kid but i've seen it a bunch since then it's where they go to space and they like they put the, the phoenix on trial stuff. yeah yeah and like i know that jubilee is there for that because they all hold hands and like they save gene's life and i remember watching that again like with my ex when he was watching through x-men the animated series like the full time and he goes wait in this version they all just like cure her with friendship yes, and i'm like yep which is so <laughs> unbelievable and i mean that's basically what we've just seen in this episode is is xavier basically swooping into gene's mind and and curing her with gene's help in like two seconds which right i don't know i mean we can we can talk about this in politics i guess which because that's the section we're in now is politics I think what's interesting about the Phoenix storylines in other media portrayals of them, like the comics and just like some of the other ones, is when Jean can never fully control it. And it's like not something that can easily be solved with just like a father figure swooping in and being like, well, honey, why don't you control your emotions? And then she just does. And then that's that's yeah. it for the rest of the series is that Jean is like, you're right. That was just a weird hysterical couple of months I had there. And it's a good thing I, I had good old daddy Xavier to get me to cut that shit out. And now I'm just going to be fine after this and just go back to being underpowered Jean again. So, okay, but, but like the whole thing that I, I mean, that now they're talking about like Xavier as her like father figure. Like yeah. that shit is so weird in the comic books because like, it's eventually revealed that like Xavier has been in love with her like forever, Ugh. which is fucked up. But, and, but like, I mean, we've talked about that on the show before, like the weird sexual tension between them and like uh, yeah, okay, the you're right, you're intentional right. We have talked or about that. not undercurrents of that in the Brian Singer X Men movies, like in X Men Apocalypse. I don't remember. I feel like we talked about that on the show once. Like those. Scenes oh yeah, that's right. The, that was in there. Oh my Xavier god. And Jean, like, there's so many like character watching character at a bedside which is a classic x-men thing yeah apparently. i mean that's just how it goes but it's like it's very creepy in that movie when gene is like a child i don't know i i definitely like picked up on that in that movie and found it really yeah gross. me too but at that point i'm like well is that just because i see xavier in a certain way and like i interpret those scenes as being that but i don't know i mean i think in this show, I don't like that this is the end for Jean. And that after this, I think she's just going to be this calm, retired character who's like, oh, I just had such a weird time where I had superpowers for a second, but now I'm going to go back to being nobody. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's a, and that's exactly what's going to happen, too. Because, that, like, though. she really doesn't have... It, it's. I think it's weird, too, because maybe they weren't sure what to do with her because the source material, like, she was just dead at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah, and they wanted to keep her alive, but then they end up in a situation where she's alive still, but they're going to keep doing, like, other storylines that happen in the wrong order, too, because they're going to introduce, really, like... Actually, now that, you made, now that you bring it up, she really doesn't do too much after this that I remember. Like, all the other... 
because I remember season four really well because I I had taped that off of TV and just kept rewatching. I'm kind of surprised she, like, they didn't there. just kill her. Like I, maybe they just chickened out on it or something. But I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do that. It is strange. You're right. It is strange because they already had her fly into the sun, so they could have done something like that again, where it doesn't like necessarily say that. Uh, there's a lot of, by the way, they say destroy a lot in this instead of, course, of kill. Of course, because they They're can't like, we say have to right. kill. Yeah. But I want you to know that they are implying that they have to kill her repeatedly throughout yeah, this Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure our readers will be like, oh, you're being too hard on Xavier. But according to this episode, that is what is being implied. Like the scene where Wolverine is rearing back with his claws, like about to stab Jean, there's really no other way to interpret that scene. You know? Also, we don't need a man here telling you to kill a woman <laughs> that's like finally in power and in yeah, control of her life. I mean, life. that's fucked up. I don't like that i don't enjoy that being like the way that this episode goes but it's mostly because i, I just have a soft spot for gene and i'm sad that the ending is that xavier could have just entered her mind all along at any point at any point and helped her apparently before she destroyed all the other planets and shit it's i i don't think it's tidy and i like how untidy the phoenix tends to be in the comics where it keeps coming back nobody fully knows how to control it and it's just like this interesting wild card that like Sometimes it can be annoying and boring. Like there's certainly been Phoenix storylines where like everybody gets possessed by a Phoenix and it's like stupid. But yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it's good and like interesting and cool. And it is an opportunity for like a female character to do something interesting and like be uncontrollable yeah. and a fun villain. That well, and also, I mean, we have to think about the fact that originally the Phoenix saga, the first part of it yeah. was written to just be a power up. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be like a separate entity and like, then they decided that it was going to be one. And like, that's, I think that's rough. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So I, I don't know. I was sad about the end of this episode, but I did really enjoy the rest of the episode from like a comedic standpoint. And even I thought yeah, the writing too. was really fun. Rogue has some great lines. Storm has some like nice storm lines where she's like trying to be a friend to Jean, which I enjoy, even though it's very right. brief. Um, and I even like all the Wolverine uh cyclops gene love triangle shit on some level because you know inside i am still that teenage girl who likes that crap so i i like it still well you know you like rom-coms too if they I made do. a rom-com okay if they made a rom-com <laughs> of cyclops gene and logan you would love the shit you know out what of that, that would basically be it would basically be the youtube video that you and i made which is a, a romantic comedy of cyclops and gene i mean i don't even know if that's like a romantic together. comedy Maybe so much not, as like a dark but comedy it's definitely a comedy that would be the that would be how i would envision the dark phoenix rom-com being would be that type of a premise but like for a whole movie anyway yeah. uh um, i think i think that's like what that's this politics is about it's politics. just like it's just gene gray feminism and like men trying to deal with it but they can't yeah anyway who's that x-men i know we've got a long way to go there so maybe we should get um, to it yeah who's that uh, so finally, we are doing the character we've been all waiting for, <laughs> Charles Xavier. Oh no, we're God, doing no. Jean Grey. <laughs> we're doing Jean Grey, which is probably the closest we're going to get to doing Charles Xavier. There's a lot of overlap in their stories. So. Yeah, I actually, I didn't go into full detail about Jean's entire it's, origin. It would because take I was like, I'm forever, just, take, just the same I mean, all the time. She was, the thing is that she was there for lots of missions when the first X-Men were there, like the first five, and then like, you know, the 70s, and then like the Phoenix stuff, but then she was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she also and dies, she came back. so it's like, then what are you going to do? She dies, and then, like, she died in the early 2000s and was gone for almost 20 years. So, I mean, like, honestly, she's her background is, like, not terribly hard to do. Mm-hmm. 
All right, well, let's let's do it. So her full name is Jean Elaine Gray. Um, and aliases that she's had over time are Marvel Girl, which is her first uh, name before mm-hmm. she became the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix and the White Phoenix of the Crown, and also Red Dayspring in the future. She has telekinesis, telepathy, astral projection, and the Phoenix Force, of course. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> she was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, and she appeared in X-Men number one, the original team's solo female member, uh, which all the men were swinging over, of course, and uh, they all wanted to fuck her, mm-hmm. but she chose Scott at the end because she was she wanted somebody safe and nerdy. And like, <laughs> also, Beast, Bobby, and Archangel were like way too aggressive, you know? Yeah, and Logan um, in his own weird way. Although they had kind of like a fighting relationship in those early days. Well, but also he wasn't there yet at the beginning, so well, it, was, but she it was just the original and five. Logan knew each other before she started dating Scott, though. Remember? No. Because in the, I've been reading these, and I was like, it's so crazy to me that Scott and Jean still hadn't gotten together by the time Jean was already starting to get these Phoenix powers. They were still in this oh, weird will wait, they, okay. they pattern. Yeah, okay, so you're, you're saying that, like... they She, she didn't me- pick Scott until, like, way late in the game. Well, no, but in the original run, she did kind of start dating him. Okay. But, like, they didn't, I like... I don't so know how official it was. that's so far back that I haven't even read those. But in the ones well, the original, I've been reading... the original, original X-Men run, I don't know, like, how much a lot of that even counts for, honestly, because, like, so much of it, like, changes directly after that when, sure. like, they go into, like, the Chris Claremont era. But I know uh, that but I was surprised to find that she didn't start actually dating Scott until, like later than i thought because they do it differently on this show and a lot of retcons and stuff no you're you're right and also like anyway keep going there's a lot of like marriage stuff we're gonna okay so so anyway um when claremont wrote her into the phoenix he had wanted her to be the first female cosmic hero of the marvel universe and had hoped that she'd be integrated into the avengers like thor was uh that didn't happen yeah uh when the decision was made to resurrect gene some fans appreciated the return of the character and others felt it weakened the impact of the dark phoenix saga ending where she dies Mm. um which we just talked about. Yeah. So uh, in 1976, Jean Grey and the Phoenix were one entity. And then a full 10 years later in 1986, it was retconned into them being two separate entities. Right. So we talked about this way at the beginning of the season because I was all like fucked up on like, see, yeah, this is, I mean, this is like, all stuff that happened before we were born. And the only reason we know well, it, also, but like I'd read all these before, like a long time ago. And then like, yeah, you but know, it's I know like these, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of issues to but remember. It's like, it's what you, it was, it was really interesting because Maddie was like reading as soon as we started doing the Phoenix yeah, I was saga, reading the, 70s the actual comics. Phoenix saga. And she was like, are you sure? Because that there's there no alien life entities? force stuff. In and I was comics. like, yeah, that's how it's always been. But it's only because like, I had forgotten that like it had gotten retconned. And also if you go, Go back and read those original 70s comics they're written in such a vague way that you don't really know where the power is coming but it's from. like almost that's that story is so much better that way i know it's really cool and you kind of are like is it all just gene and that's really exciting to think about or is it this other mysterious power we may never know and it's like per, sort of purposely I, yeah less and it's like or she gets a power way. up and she finally stands up for herself yeah, you know which like, i think is a fun way to read it we got a really fun reader mail i don't remember who from from somebody explaining all of this and being like actually that was retcon that was added in the 80s because we were confused about it at the time we were confused i was like <laughs> i don't and it's it's sad too because like we know these comics in and out but i had forgotten about that but it's also because like it's like multiple decades and it's hard to look this stuff up so you know yeah one can hardly blame us so gene had an older sister named sarah and she had a loving family growing up and they like didn't like you know cast her aside for being a mutant and none of that should happen um her powers first manifested when her best friend was hit by a car and killed gene mentally linked with her friend and nearly died as well her family reached out to Professor Xavier because they knew that he was a 
world-renowned psychic and they're like can you help her because she has these abilities and so he gets there and he blocks her telepathy for a while like she just like turns it off until she's older and able to like control it and use it and he records recruits her to join the x-men mm-hmm. you know another child soldier yeah um, why not you know and then i talked about how the original x-men of the team wanted to bane gene except bobby was faking it and then she <laughs> kind of chooses scott and then like years later she That's meets why wolverine bobby was so aggressive because he was really overconfident i know he's like he's like you're, you're so hot i, I want to fuck boobs. you <laughs> i love boobies it's like ryan when he's 13 um anyway uh so then eventually wolverine was introduced in the store in this into the comics and boy does she want to fuck him and like who doesn't mm-hmm. i mean like she's not on the run and then this is all the stuff that we basically already know at this point where during a space mission the x-men space shuttle is damaged and gene pilots the shuttle back to earth mm-hmm. uh she's exposed to fatal levels of radiation which at the time we thought is what gave her the power up determined her to save her friends as she dies she calls out to help anything to help her um, and at the time, it wasn't established that the Phoenix Force answered her until later. But like in the retcon, that is what happens. Yeah. Uh, so basically, she just falls. The, they crash and they think she dies. And so here's here's well, the difference. She, so in the she night- still plunges out of the water after the plane crashes. There's all that stuff. And she has the costume change. We talked about that on the show because I was reading those. You know, comments. I'm not, I'm not going to explain. I'm going to tell it as it is without knowing what the Phoenix Force okay, is. Yet. Sure. So, okay, So and then do the retcon when we get to the retcon. So uh, basically, you know, Gene crashes the space shuttle into the harbor Mm -hmm. and it saves the X-Men and then she comes out of the water and she screams that she's Phoenix and she's life incarnate. She's Jean Grey. Um, And during the time of her being the Phoenix, she becomes corrupt with uh, her first taste of evil and becomes a force of destruction. And, you know, she's, it's everything that we're seeing here where she's like destroying star systems and she's like enjoying like talking back to scott and taking what she wants and she's just like everyone's like oh no she's got evil but mm-hmm. like really it's just gene with the power up standing up for herself or at least that's the way we were made to think it at the time because the phoenix force was just her screaming i'm phoenix yeah so logan and scott are sad and all that and gene's <laughs> personality finally manages to take control and the phoenix decides to kill herself to ensure the universe's safety which is like gene killing herself and scott and logan are sad so that's when they start fucking each other instead mm-hmm. um, which is canon right um after the phoenix force disperses into its original form mr mr sinister creates a clone of gene which is madeline Pryor, yep. to fall in love with and fuck cyclops so they could eventually harness the phoenix force and have a kid together which is nathan christopher summers aka cable yeah and that's what you need to know about that and then 10 years later we're gonna jump into the retcon now where the avengers find the phoenix cocoon at the bottom of the bay and bring gene out of it so what they then retcon saying is that gene never was that entity at all yeah like period so she like this whole the whole phoenix and dark phoenix thing wasn't even gene it was just this cosmic force that took the form of gene mm-hmm. but the all that mouthing she, off that wasn't our good old girl gene ever Ray, no and like no and like when she was calling out for somebody to help her it was the phoenix force that answered and it protected her and put her into a cocoon at the bottom of the ocean yeah. or the bay sure. and it's like I mean, honestly, I, I hate this. I don't. I I, I would have <laughs> I mean, much preferred if it was just G. I know that it G. wasn't supposed to be that. I retroactively hate it. Yeah. I yeah. I I grew up thinking that was what it always was, but now that I know that it could have been something like more interesting and like with a lot more tension, if it's like really Gene doing that stuff, it's kind of 
it's like haunting because it's like whoa like Gina's kind of an evil character potentially and like what's well, it's not her even deal? that she's evil like, so she's just like you know finally stands up for herself yeah. and is like I'm gonna do whatever fuck I want fuck yeah, you I mean, I'm not like, just like a woman evil. like I don't even mean it that way I just mean she's a more interesting character and like I yeah it's too bad that they instead were like nope that was a weird alien thing Jean's no, great. I know. It's like, I liked it better when she was just like, I'm strong. I'm a strong woman and I don't need anybody. Like, we should be, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm in a powerful character on my own as a female character. And like, that's just not what happened. So, yeah. so nope. anyway, so Jean comes back to the X-Men and they're all surprised. And she convinces them to branch off and do their own vigilante team, which is the X-Factor. And that's just the original five X-Men where they run around doing that. That's around the same time that the Brotherhood of Mutants are working for the government and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, Jean faces off with Madeline Pryor after Madeline has gone crazy yeah. and become the Goblin Queen. And at this <laughs> point, it, they're they're only doing this because they can't have two Jeans running around. I know. And I guess because they Chris look Claremont identical even... and everything, and like it's too much. <laughs> right, but I guess she wasn't even supposed to be a clone initially. I don't really even know. I think they just wanted somebody similar for Scott to date. Yeah, it's there are all like... these like weird contradictions with that, where like sometimes people think Madeline Pryor looks identical to Jean. Like other people pointed out the comic book red con there where like characters don't always seem to think that madeline Pryor looks identical to gene have you seen yeah exactly no i've I've seen that it's it's that's the point it's like i think original originally she wasn't supposed to be and then they were like actually she was a clone by mr sinister ha ha anyway so it's fine (laughs) gene manages to survive fighting uh madeline by absorbing the remnant of the phoenix force from madeline and recovers everyone's memories including the phoenix and then blah 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 and that's goodbye goblin queen so Cyclops proposes to Jean after that, and Jean rejects him because she doesn't love Cyclops. Hello. <laughs> uh, and then later on, Jean meets her child from an alternate future, which is Rachel Gray, who's a major component to the X-Men universe at this point. And she also rejects her. Um, and then later on, when Jean joins uh, Storm's X-Men Gold team, she takes using just her name as Jean Gray instead of like Marvel Girl or the Phoenix. And Wolverine is all happy to see her. And he's like, hey, just remind you, we have unfinished business, you know, where we have to fuck. And she's like... <laughs> don't she's like don't worry i haven't forgotten um <laughs> winky winky so i know and after some time she makes up with both rachel and scott and then she decides that she is gonna marry scott after all uh but after their wedding during their honeymoon their minds get transported into the future where they have to raise cyclops's son cable under the code names of red and slim uh and this goes on for like 12 years and then they're sent back to their original bodies after they've done that uh, and they're, it's like they just go back to their regular bodies on their honeymoon still but it's been like 12 years for them <laughs> uh, and Rachel Rachel reveals that she transported their minds to the future to protect Cable and during that time Jean also met another child of hers the immensely powerful Nathan Gray who is relevant again and in the comics and like I fucking can't deal with him being there because he just like killed all the X-Men and he's like all the X-Men are dead ever and I was like okay so now what are we doing what's going on it's just gonna be like the alter- it, no, it was so stupid I'm sorry. Like, this happened, like, today oh. because, like, it's comic book day and, like, <laughs> fucking, like, Legion and, like, X-Men morphed together to one being and they're, like, doing this shocking thing where all the X-Men are dead. I'm like, well, you just took these two characters that can alter reality and, like, <laughs> nope. am I supposed to believe Ryan, anything that's happening? You, like, you are talking to me, a person who was very cynical this earlier this week when everyone was like, Spider-Man's alive <laughs> about the freaking Spider-Man trailer. I was like, guys, really? So, okay, yeah, that was, I, I, I forgot that it already happened and <laughs> I, I was like, that's a, what the fuck? You all know dead. he's gonna be alive. Do, in honor of 
of the Phoenix slash Jean Grey episode. <laughs> okay, of but the do you show. remember when they fucking? Ad- okay, this is when like everyone was so emotionally like traumatized by the end of Avengers In which Infinity I understand, War, and I was like, but if you read, but comics, I was also like, so they're like, I can't be believe Black Panther and Spider Man are dead, and I was just like, you guys already know that they have a like Black multiple Panther picture deals. Like, they are, yeah, they, they announced <laughs> dates that those movies are coming out. Contracts, like yeah. it's gonna be fine, you know. And also, this movie started with literally a line that's like these infinity stones can change time reality it's like okay well great and we know Doctor this is strange going. like saying 60 times like i'm figuring out the best possible outcome for this and it's gonna be a snap of my finger whatever anyway uh, i know it's like it's ridiculous and also i'm, I'm not sorry even knocking to change it. the topic my point no, is so i'm not even knocking infinity war because i actually enjoy that movie ability, it's a good movie <laughs> if a character has the ability to change time and space and then suddenly a bunch of characters are dead it is hard for me as a reader or a viewer to care <laughs> that's all i'm saying no that's all i'm at too and like infinity war is a great film i think it's a fucking i don't know if it's a great film it has some funny jokes in it i i was fine with it i find it to be neutral but, but I, whatever. I, I was I, I was like you at the end where i was like well i don't really feel like stakes are that high yeah, even though like everybody was, else that really was more does my thing it was it was worth it for all the memes afterward that was fucking <laughs> they great they were fun they were fun anyway i'm sorry to have sidetracked you sorry uh no you didn't even do that i sidetracked myself uh so <laughs> So Bishop comes to the present. We talked about this during, I think, um, yeah, Bishop's story. I think I talked about where, like some of this stuff during that episode where I was talking about Cable's cube and the ship and shit like that too. Oh but my anyway. god, you you did. Uh, so Bishop comes to the present because Gene in the future said, "Well, okay, so he found a <laughs> distress signal from Gene in the past, but he found it in the future yes. because this is a typical X Men shit." about a traitor who's going to destroy the X-Men from within. Mm-hmm. And, and this was during the time of Onslaught and nobody knew who Onslaught was yet. And like Gene had met Onslaught on the astral plane and Onslaught was like, you should join me. I know everything about Xavier. Xavier was in love with you as a student. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you don't want to stay with him because he's like, wants to fuck you. Uh, and then the juggernaut comes to the X-Men to tell them who Onslaught is, but he has a mental block preventing them from telling him. So Gene goes into Juggernaut's mind and discovers that, that it's literally just Charles Xavier. So like, which is like, so it's which is fucked up to, to be like, to be, exa- to think that Xavier, Xavier's like. It's also like really fucked up. Like this is stuff like this is why I'm like, it's hard for me to understand why people like Xavier as like a character. Okay, but also like Xavier was like. Xavier's basically Gene. saying like, I'm a sexual predator. You need to get away from me. So he like creates this weird elaborate way to like say that. To still make her come to her. It's fucked up. It's really manipulative. Anyway, after that, Xavier immediately calls to the X-Men together for a meeting, which is clearly a trap. And Jean sends out that distress signal then to let them know it's a trap, but it's too late. Xavier nearly kills all of the X-Men, except for Jean, who escapes into the danger room. Uh, and then Jean, Cyclops, Archangel, and Psylocke go to Muir Island, where they discover the Xavier files, in which Xavier spent a really long fucking time planning out how to kill all the X-Men just in case. Yep. Yep. Which is like, okay, all of this is like why i hate xavier as a character okay <laughs> i know all of this by the way i got up to the comic where xavier turns evil that's like that that episode was based the on the first time yeah oh my god and there is a comic where that happens but it's super brief and like then he just goes back to being xavier again and i was like yeah that's kind of cool actually like they basically wrote that entire episode on their own steam like i know and it's a good episode probably by other xavier comics like the fact that he had all the files in the x and it just well, I don't know if that had come out yet when this 
was written. But uh, whatever. no, because I think this, this is like an later, 80s yeah. still. Oh, so then maybe, yeah. Oh, wait, no, so, it's not. No, no. Onslaught was like early 90s. Yeah, I think. that's I, what I, I thought. Can't. You know what? We're fucking old. I know. Okay. <laughs> like, we existed in both of those decades, and it's like almost 2020. Anyway, my point is there's a lot of different comics where Xavier is revealed to be evil that they could have pulled from for that ep, but it, it just yeah. it wasn't even just from the Phoenix Saga era comics that they were pulling from because that moment in there is like actually really brief. Anyway, continue. No, you're right. Uh, so then Jean works closely with Reed Richards to help build up defenses against Onslaught because Xavier has decided to just literally kill everyone on the planet at that point, just in case. So Jean eventually reaches us into Bruce Banner's mind to lock him in there and just force the Hulk to come out and fight Xavier's <laughs> Onslaught. And after Onslaught is defeated, Jean and Cyclops open up their home to Quicksilver and his child and try to get all the X-Men back together. So like, it's basically Jean who like deals with the Onslaught problem. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's which is cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then after Cyclops is possessed by the apocalypse, because I mean, I guess who hasn't at this point, mm-hmm. uh, Jean is distraught by the loss of her husband and she discovers that uh, she's an Omega level mutant, which is what leads her to eventually like reaching out and suspecting that Scott might still be alive and works with Cable to free him from apocalypse. Um, and then after that, Jean and Scott return to the new X-Men, which is the new generation of mutants, which was like the early 2000s, right around when the X-Men film came out. And we had um, Grant Morrison's new X-Men, and uh she during that time she finds that she can slowly tap into the phoenix force again gene and logan finally address their mutual attraction and decide it's best not to act on it uh even though she knows her marriage with cyclops is still failing so like you know what's just really interesting about all this is that during her phoenix stuff she like stood up for herself and then when she came back and cyclops wanted to marry her she was like i don't want to do that and then, like, she just kind of, like, eventually Waffled is like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I may as well just do it anyway. But then doesn't but why, have a happy though? marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know you, man. And, like, and it, and it, I don't It's get to it. the point where you where you think about this, right? And, like, we're always like, oh, the Gene Scott-Logan re- love triangle. But really, in the comic books, like, Scott and Gene don't have a lot of chemistry. I know. Like, and there are so many people who are such fans of that pairing. And, like, I, know, I don't which is, get I, it, it, really. And it's, like... Yeah, and you know what it is? So, so Maddie and I, for um, the holidays, we sh- shot that Snacksman YouTube video, which you can find up on our YouTube channel, which is Us Gene and Scott, Scott and Gene, yeah. ma- baking cookies. Our but interpretations like, I, I, of what we think Scott and right, Gene would be Right, we had written like. it in such a way where they were like clearly not enjoying each other's company as a married couple, which is canon. Yep. Like, they don't. Yeah, I know. Uh, so anyway, so Emma starts counseling Scott from his apocalypse shit, which leads them into a psychic affair, which Gene finds out about and eventually confronts Emma in this huge fucking astral train battle, astral plane battle. And eventually, Gene realizes that she still is unhappy with Scott even after all that and that their marriage has run its course. Its relationship never really was, like, worth anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that she knows that Emma does at least actually love him. Um, and then when Zorn betrays the X-Men, she assumes her full powers of the Phoenix Force again. And when she and Logan are trapped during like a lethal attack, they finally have their fucking big makeout session yeah. and she dies and also reaches out to Cyclops and tells them to live. Yeah. Um, All those pictures that you've seen of Jean and, and Logan finally kissing are like from that. It's time. like from that. And it's like so good. Um, then after that, a weekend for Phoenix Force comes back to the reanimate Gene and the Ensign thing, which we were just talking yeah. about. And that's actually like a great thing. It is. That's it's the one like where Emma the Frost is like of all of those love triangles. Right? Love yeah, that's quadrangle. That's, love I, square I know. That that's that's become. the one where like Emma and 
like Stormo, like, no, we just need to fucking kill her. Yeah. And like, that's enough of this. But it's also like the, it's sort of a satisfying ending to the Phoenix yeah. story. No, it is. And so like, basically, you know, she, she's reanimated and Jean finds Wolverine and begs him to kill her. Mm-hmm. And the Shi'ar appear and they're like, oh, we last noticed the Phoenix is back. We all have to kill her. And Storm's <laughs> and Storm and Emma are like, yeah, we know we're on it. Uh, and, Jean takes Wolverine to the North Pole to kill her and he keeps doing it and she keeps on being reanimated by the Phoenix yeah. and then so she tries to freeze herself and that doesn't work and eventually like the Phoenix force merges with Emma Frost and Cyclops frees Jean from the ice and she's like she ejects the Phoenix force and uh, from everyone and then you know she makes her peace with everyone and says goodbye to Scott like and uh, an emotional farewell into Logan and it's like bye uh, and so then Gene technically sort of continues for the next 20 years, but I didn't write this notes down because it's not actually really Gene because we had that period of time where we thought Gene was coming back, but then it turned out to be Hope Summers, which was the first mutant who was yep. born after No More Mutants and um, is Cable's daughter, and she's fucking fantastic. And I love Hope Summers I too, way more than I love Gene Gray. <laughs> a kind of an unpopular opinion that we both have. There are people who don't like Hope or any of those storylines at all, but I like that's them. because, and you know what? They're probably chauvinistic people because it's just like a <laughs> female version of Cable. I know, and they're like, but there were people nobody who could be more manly than Cable except like, for Hope. Yeah, people who thought that Hope was just like a Mary Sue character and stuff, and like just didn't like the way that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember all the criticisms of it at the time. But I yeah, I no, you're, it's it was ridiculous. And then they did the time to place that displaced X Men, which went on for way longer than it should have. Uh, where <laughs> yeah. like the five original X Men were brought back from the past into the future, and they just stayed there for like yeah. a fucking decade. I don't even know. Not even. It was like six years, but that's still a really long time. It is. And the very young version of Jean Grey. Well, she was actually a more interesting version of Jean Grey. So if you read any of those comics, like especially in the past year or two before they went back into the past, emerged themselves into the memories of their adult yeah, selves. Yeah, those are recent. We're like catching up to now at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then recently Jean was resurrected by the Phoenix yet again, but she didn't remember her life with the X-Men until old man Logan reminds her, which I hate all this because that's not even like the canonical version of Wolverine. I know, I so, don't like it either but whatever no either and so gene's like oh i remember everything now thanks logan that never existed um <laughs> then she catches up on the events of everything that's going on the past 15 years and she's like i want to work towards a better nation and for mutants and starts leading the x-men along with like kitty pride and storm so that's where we are yeah um, and i don't really like her in the current comic books because she just is not i don't even a personality understand. i find yeah, interesting i don't fully get like what they're trying to do with the character at this point so I don't know. I didn't. Right. I don't like the idea of her being back, but that's just me. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I think mean, a lot of people feel that way. I am not the only person who feels that way. I, I know. We definitely feel that way. Thought. But also, like, you know, if I if we hadn't gotten sidetracked by all of our own personal opinions of that, that's really not a long history to read. No, because it's in comparison not. to like Wolverine or Beast or well, uh, yeah, fucking Mystique. She was dead for a lot of it, and also, you know, we we mostly just did the broad strokes of it. But yeah, that was cool. Right. Thanks, thanks for the recap. Yeah. So, but mostly, I'm just annoyed in recapping and like re-remembering the retcons and like yeah, going and, like, back to cool our politics section. Like, totally, it would have been better if it was like not a cosmic entity. I mean, I'm still or, really enjoying reading the original Phoenix Run again, and and that is the version of Gene that doesn't have it be a cosmic entity. So I, I think I'm gonna enjoy reading it with that lens as my reading right and also you can and remembering that this is when she died in the comics and people thought she would be dead for good you know yeah anyway uh do you want to rate the episode um 
Yeah, I'll let you go first because I don't really know what to give it. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a four. I, I really Out enjoyed it. Out of five it. X's? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's better than a three. There's some really fun animation moments in it and some really fun dialogue moments. And it did most of the things that I really want out of a Phoenix Saga episode, except for the very end which is why I'm docking the point where I just felt like it's too easy. I don't know why they felt like they had to wrap it up that way with Xavier just like plopping into Jean's mind when he couldn't do that or it didn't even occur to him to do that the entire time. It felt like they should have come up with some other way for that to work. Like maybe Cyclops would have been in there. Yeah, I mean, that would have been good. Or like other characters or something. I don't know. They should have had more to it at the end than just Xavier because... It felt too easy. And then the fact that Gene, I think, is not really going to do anything for the rest of the series. I don't know. It it casts a pallor over how I feel about the episode, but I still largely actually enjoyed a lot of it. So I'll give it a four. How about you? Um, I'll, I'll probably give a 3.5 out of five X's because uh, it's like not a strong enough episode for me to warrant it as a four mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you just listed. But it's still a really fun watch. Yeah. And I laughed a lot, uh, <laughs> but it's. It's not very consistent in terms of writing and a lot of the things that are said don't make a lot of sense, but it is really funny to watch all the like soap opera, soap opera X-Men drama going mm-hmm. on. Wolverine um, hates ducks. Rogue has lots of funny one-liners in there. It's Yeah, and even also like Cyclops and Jean and Logan all just screaming at each other. But like, you know, and I, I, I don't dock points for Xavier being a piece of shit because that's canon. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I just feel like it could have been like... Explained. A stronger story. <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is on them really so much as that they are taking these two different like versions of the phoenix that go on a totally different times and trying to like kind of them because they're taking like the 70s version and the 80s version together in this 90s adaptation i actually feel like this might answer the question that people have been asking us about why there are no good phoenix adaptations i feel like in exploring this adaptation we've kind of answered that question because like the answer is that the phoenix story has been told multiple times and like they're kind of contradictory and they have different themes so how do you actually tell that story you know anyway it's interesting no i agree with you uh you know it's really interesting that that dark phoenix movie is supposed to come out this year but now they pushed it back again and it's like the MCU has already announced that they're going to start integrating the X Men. I refuse to engage in this segment this week, Ryan. I refuse. That's fine. This episode, but has I want to. I do want to mention that, like, they also recently enough. were like that Jessica Chastain's character is supposed to be a combination of like Lalandra, M- Mastermind, Dazzler, and I was like, why, why? is there a made up character that's like five why? different characters? Why not just have and her Emma? Be and I was like, like Lalandra. I don't know. Just have her or be Emma one Frost. character. Well, she's the wrong age to be Emma, so I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't. They even just matter. need to reset. We'll we'll get that next year. So I know. I, can't I think wait. it's going to start this year. Honestly, I think we're going to get. I know you that think that, but I am in no hurry. I'm happy for them I to know. take their time. Anyway, I just don't want them to release the Dark Phoenix movie. That's I don't all. either. I'd be fine with them burying it deep underground. So, uh, you want to talk about who's gay? I think that'll be pretty easy. Well, we already know the answer to that, and that it's Scott and Logan. Scott and Logan, the only two truly gay and wonderfully gay I characters mean, in this episode. It's like one of those things that, like, okay, so like even at the beginning of this Dark Phoenix saga, it was like kind of like they were super flirtatious with each other, like in a way where 
Jean had died yeah. and so like so they had to just kind of deal with it and and hang and out together like found, making salami sandwiches and kind of becoming yeah, like friends they started commiserated they, they were and like sucking dick you know yeah you know you just sometimes you just suck a little bit of dick like in a friendly way and then it just becomes yeah. something more over time and we've seen that evolve and now even with Jean like freaking out in her little corner they, they've had to kind of deal with it together and can cuddle. you imagine like if they did a modern version of the X-Men where they just kind of reset everything and we're like, okay, we're going to start from the beginning again retell these stories, but like tell them in a modern way. Because all these comics came out like before, like you could even be like even bisexual or yeah, gay. And like if they did a version of this where like... Of that thought that Scott and Logan actually do date because that would be incredible. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, happen, but wouldn't that make but... sense? I know it would never happen, but could you imagine if they did it that way? But I don't think they would stay together. I think they would like move on and Scott would be like, Jean's back. I'd be like, lo- like leave Logan and then Logan would just go back to like I mean, dating women. Like I think that would be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Wolverine would like date Nightcrawler later. I don't know. I I feel like yeah, Jean I'm, oh my is God. the weird. The only two like I want to see Logan has dated Storm. Right. And like yeah. they dated for a while again recently, I and then I forgot why I they mean, broke up. I think that would be fun if they like did that in these. But like, I, I would love to see movies. him and Kurt be together too. Like I just Logan doesn't even strike me as gay. So anybody that's like Logan's not gay, I'm like you know you're probably right. I think he just is like he loves people. He's I don't pansexual. think he's sexual. Oh my god! Wait. I have to tell you this theory I had. Like, I came up with it the other day. So, like, have you ever noticed that, like, Wolverine's whole thing is that he, like, can't sleep or anything because he's always having, like, frequent nightmares Mm -hmm. all the fucking time? But, like, he's also always, like, in bed with somebody that he's, like, that he has, like, is supposedly in love with every time when he's, like, fucking them. He's, like, he's really emotionally attached to them. But in those moments that he does that, he also doesn't have nightmares. So, I'm, like, does he, like, emotionally invest himself into, like partners because like it's like a it coping mechanism feel, maybe yeah like it helps them like sleep like you know i what don't I mean? think like, any so writer has ever like established that and also like when does wolverine get actual therapy does that ever happen no no characters get okay that. that would be fucking amazing i would love to see a storyline where emma frost is like we're gonna just fucking deal with this and like it's like but i don't even want to i don't even remember who i am and i was like okay but first of all yes you do you're just like at this point like lying and i don't just, know like, why specifically trying to repress it like let's just go ahead and get all this shit out there and like remember I mean, Logan's all of the like wars t- I mean like with Logan's in. fucking drama he's probably like us that are teenies and when like a bunch of us like suddenly experienced amnesia because we were too god so <laughs> yeah and he's like I don't even know who I am anymore yeah I'm a completely different person now My, that's Logan well, James Hallett's dead only Logan exists now <laughs> yeah Why, how do we get on this uh, the point I is that know. Logan and Scott are dating and it's canon the end Want to do some reader mail? Yeah, let's do reader mail. The first email is from Harvey Dent. (laughs) (laughs) Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Dent. I thought it was their email address, but then they also signed it that way. Fucking Batman shit is coming back in this episode. (laughs) What's up, Harvey Dent? Um, So Harvey says, hello. I recently found out about your podcast, and I really love your hilarious insight. Just wanted to ask a few questions. How did you two first meet? And (laughs) what do you think about Cyclops' impending return to the comics? And have you ever read the Legacy Quest novel trilogy? And what are your opinions on Namor? Oh, my God. This is so Woo! many questions. First of all, Namor well, is amazing. Um, yeah, oh, my God. I want to fuck Namor. <laughs> Who doesn't want to fuck Namor? Uh, Namor wants to fuck Namor. I don't know anything about Cyclops' impending return. Ryan probably can answer that, whatever that's in um, reference to. They, they, I mean, like, it's like everything else. This is where I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like, can't deal with the X-Men currently. So first first of all, all the X-Men just mysteriously die, but probably aren't dead. Right. But in a okay. previous Cable comic, 
the the new cable run where we have kid cable running around he like goes and he meets up with Scott, he's like, "Hey, Dad," and it's just Cyclops, and I'm like, "Also, Jean's back, so everyone's just back." Everyone's just I, back. I don't, yeah, I don't mind Cyclops being back yeah, that's because okay, I think, but I I feel like a lot of this stuff that's happened in the recent years with the X Men about who, like, all of Cyclops's decisions and um, a lot of like all all this crazy shit happening with the X Men. I think it's because it was trapped in that MCU like Fox. Yeah fucking hell yeah and so they just didn't care what the fuck was happening so i did like cyclops becoming crazy like xavier i did appreciate that yeah, i feel like, I like that, that is too. the right and it direction feels for like him in character for him that he would follow that path i i'm i'm okay with him coming back i would like to see what's going to happen because there's a lot of changes that they need to make and i feel like if they're going to be coming back to the roots it's fine to have gene and scott back and get the fucking mansion out of fucking central park because that's been stupid since day one <laughs> yeah so what were the other questions i'm forgetting i know we have to answer how we met we can answer that have we never this, uh, explained wait Surely people no, we know. haven't i i don't think we have but this is good because our, our, our there's one other podcast we do well i yes, do with Katie, that's relevant. related to this yeah it is relevant um and that's also an x-men podcast but it's more about our x-men fan fictions we wrote as yeah, a kid and but it's that's called how Warcraft maddie Valley. and i met <laughs> yes and that is how we met so actually me and katie who hosts that other podcast with ryan about fan fiction Katie and I had a whole fan fiction world that we created long before we ever met Ryan because I've known Katie since I was in like third or fourth grade because we went to the same elementary school. And then she moved away to the city where she and Ryan grew up, town rather, and they went to school together. And so she met Ryan and started writing fan fictions and stuff with him in middle school. And I was kind of like, who's this other random guy that Katie's writing fan <laughs> fictions with now? And like, do I trust him? And like, then also Ryan and Katie dated for a while, which like, is Oh my funny. God, that is weird. But, and this was before any of that. It was just like my best friend, Katie suddenly making friends with this other boy and me having to kind of adjust to that. But I met Ryan. Ryan was his delightfully flamboyant, ridiculous and charming self. We were all like in seventh grade at the time or oh something. Oh my god. Can so, you remember that? There was like the first time that we came over and we were going to role play. Yeah, and we like, did. I we had did met, We just play. were talking about this yes, the other day, we I think, when I saw you. we all you. had steaks together because I don't know why we were all obsessed with eating steaks. We were children and we all wanted to be yeah. Wolverine. I don't know, but we didn't well, even I remember coming. Wolverine I remember co- we, we met at Katie's house and we, re- we had been role playing separately with Katie yes. and like I came downstairs and like gargoyles were involved with the role play at that point and I remember like we had all these I had original confused characters Maddie with created. her older sister yes and I thought that was her and then I met her I was like oh this is Maddie and then like it was really weird I came down and I was like screaming it's me I was like a really awkward teenager and I was just like yeah loud and Ryan falling downstairs. was really tall Katie and I were both really tiny as kids yeah. and so Ryan was like this big galumphing guy and Katie and I were like shy and so yeah okay but the, I, you know why we were talking about this because we were talking about the stakes which you just brought up and it was like <laughs> Her mom at the time was like, I'm going to make steaks for dinner. How do you want to made? And like, I was a teenager. Well, or I was like you were 13. like 12 or 13. Yeah. I know. It was like, were, and I like, I didn't know how to answer that question yet. And I like, didn't know that you could cook it at different degrees. So I just said, well done, which is a way you don't want to cook and your steak, Katie by the way. I did know about steaks because Katie has always loved eating steak, like from moment one. And so she always likes them rare. And yeah. so Katie made fun of you and was like, what the fuck? Because I couldn't you eat I couldn't eat my stick because it was too hard. So anyway, so then <laughs> so after we that, Maddie and I this is the main memory that we have. Also, didn't we put down play settings for like the X-Men or whatever the fuck? Oh we yeah, were we, doing? Did, we did. We <laughs> did. Like, at one point Goliath we was there doing. and he got mad at me and the fan of the opera 
being played. What do you got, Matt? But anyway, so so we kept on role playing, but then Maddie and we I branched children. off. Like Maddie and I started calling each other every day for like years. Yeah. By the way, like we get home from school and well, like, like I would just be we'd calling call her. Katie and like we'd have three way calls and we'd like because we were like we were like oh my god three way calling so cool because it was new. Mm-hmm. They're like conference calling wasn't a thing yet. Like AOL Instant Messenger and Live Journal and all of those things yeah. existed, and we started like actually writing fan fictions and yeah. putting them online. And a lot of and a lot of what we ended up doing, and Maddie and I, this is this is actually really cute but like right here at that age maddie and i started writing like these, the sci-fi series of gino which we made an episode of and we put up on our youtube channel like years later yeah, but as maddie adults. And I have been, <laughs> yeah but maddie and i have been writing this like extensive like sci-fi universe for like 20 fucking years but it's changed which we've talked, like a million times i know but we've talked about turning a lot of it into a podcast or something which maybe someday we will because like it's just like it's we it's the main thing that we talk about besides the x-men but we can't talk to anyone about yeah, it because no one knows what we're talking about and no one cares so but it's basically yeah. like i don't know star trek meets the x-men or something yeah it's i would i would say like futurama archer x-men that's usually what i go to yeah anyway it's we basically just known each other since we were kids and pretty shortly after we all got to know each other the first x-men movie came out and we talked a lot about that in those early days on the the x-men yeah and then we made a bunch of like parody x-men movies as teenagers which we also put up on the internet and laughed at yeah but uh, by the time we were making those we had already known each other for like five years still making films like we're still making shit we're making the show we're we, like we put stuff up on our youtube channel but also like maddie and i really want to make like a time travel series which you know we'll get to someday well yeah you know? i mean none of this stuff is gonna end this is just what we no, do this is just how we are we started out setting down play settings for the gargoyles characters and that yeah, is and how now we we're still things. doing we it do it every um, day okay. <laughs> The, the other question was, have you ever read the Legacy Quest novel oh, right. trilogy? I haven't. I don't know what those okay. are, but that I sounds like, like something I, you would read. <laughs> so. I read like one of them as a teenager, I believe, and I can't remember any of it, but now I'm looking at them on Amazon. I'm like, maybe I should just like rebuy these. Yeah. And, like, also, lend me I that think, Star Trek X-Men crossover book that you have. Oh my God. I, really I was going to just buy that for you show. off of eBay because I was looking do, at it and I was like, I like actually kind of want to own it. Like I feel like oh I should God. own it. There's a, there was a comic book too. Wow. There's like and I have that also. But there's also another novel out there because there was like an official like X Men Star Trek crossover in which Storm was leading the X Men and like yeah that's what I want. Deal with that's Riker. what I want to read. Yeah, is that yeah? That sounds amazing. Right? I, I like Matt. I just Maddie just found out about it yesterday. Yeah, you I was like, oh yeah, me I and you it. were like, have you read this? And I was like, how did I not know about this? <laughs> There's comics too. I'll get that for you. Okay, great. Anyways, that's there, quality is, stuff. Thanks for the reader mail harvey all right let's move on um yeah harvey dent that was a little pretty insightful um the next one is from clinton that says hi again i have a take on what i think the mcu might do here we go oh my god okay <laughs> fuck all right and what i'd like what i'd probably do in their current situation to introduce the x-men into the universe and wanted to get your take on it my version would be a <laughs> post-credit scene where nick doing this to us okay sorry. we keep do going, it to ourselves keep going, keep going. all right uh <laughs> Uh, my version would be a post credit scene where Nick Fury is at a table with half being heroes who survived the snap and half who did not. Hmm. They're casually debriefing after the events of the film when Fury states, well, while we're rebuilding the Avengers, at least the X-Men can handle any big messes that pop up. To which the people at the table who survived the snap look at each other confused, followed by one of them saying, the who now? Uh, this is akin to a take you've previously proposed, but slightly tilted. In my take, it's not that a Fury knew of a secret group of mutants, but rather that, however, they fixed the snap, altered oh. history in such a way the X-Men have always been a part of the MCU now, 
which only those dusted by the snap seem to know of. I like that What's your idea, opinion of this actually. direction? That's a fun yeah. twist on that. I like that. Do you like it? I don't, I see, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this whole concept of after the snap comes back. I mean, I don't just know how they're going to do it. So it's like, I don't know if I it's really going to be a different know. universe or what. I don't know. The, see, this is why at the end of Deadpool 2, I thought they were going to do something like that because he like steals the time travel device at the end. Well, I think they leave that they leave that like open ended. So though. I was kind of like, oh, maybe they'll have that be the way that Deadpool's going to travel to the MCU or something. Yeah, I don't but I don't know yet. I don't we'll know. see what ends up happening. I think there's maybe some way you could use the infinity stones for a way to justify all this shit. I don't know though. I think I think if anything, they'll eventually just reveal that Scarlet Witch is not actually like a Well, they'll uh, have to reveal she's a, a genetic mutant. That's creation. that's easy. Yeah, like well the whole thing they've been so far We've is like they just briefly said were like this on the previous episode, right? No, but like I I know, but this like they briefly say for a second they're like, Oh, Scarlet Witch was like enhanced by like a procedure that's all they say but they don't really like they don't even say that they're just like she was enhanced by something don't they say that the infinity stone or whatever the fuck the stupid cube thing that used to be a thing the cosmic cube yeah before it was an infinity thing <laughs> it was the cube an infinity wasn't thing. that what oh, I don't did fuck it? it they keep on like changing it because they like i thought they said I, that scarlet witch was like affected by the cube or something i feel like oh, they maybe. did say that i don't care but i i think that was in there it doesn't matter, I do want to though. throw out there at the end of Daredevil. I think we touched a bunch of this, but at the end of the season three of Daredevil, they referenced Lady Deathstrike's dad in the adamantium. Yeah, and you said that on the last episode of the show. I can't Ryan. keep track of how many times I repeat things. Oh, All right, anyway, my so God. Well, uh, to finish this reader mail, <laughs> whichever way they go, I hope they use your special thirsty version of the X Men for their adaption, like how X Men the animated series heavily influenced the Fox movies. Maybe they can go even get cupcake <laughs> yeah, for the soundtrack. Should. They should listen to this podcast and have that be what influences the scripts instead of going back and watching X of the Animated Series. That should definitely be what it is. I agree. Um, uh, one more email from Claire. Yay, We haven't heard from in a while. Uh, Claire writes, well, this is embarrassing. I kept listening to episodes of Wondering Why when my email would show up. <laughs> oh, I, I knew you were email. batching yes. recordings, but it, but it had been a while. Turns out I never actually sent the email. So I just imagined that you got the, just imagine you got this shortly after Halloween. Oh, I'm so sorry, Claire. Okay. Uh, hey, imagining. Maddie and Ryan. It says message from November 10th. Hey, Maddie and Ryan. Much like Jean Grey, I too have assumed a new and more powerful form. This joke will make no lo- sense to listeners. So if you want to, you can explain that I have finally made a new email account under my actual name and not a dumbass dead name. Yay, okay. Claire. Now we'll always know it's Claire before we're opening the email. Um, hope your autumns have been okay thus far. Evidence evil sounded exhausting, but cool. Your description of the battle in the Savage Land in the last episode, note like four episodes ago, reminded <laughs> me of a game of civilization where you go way too far down the tech tree on one branch, but completely neglect others and end up fighting a battle with half of your other units being futuristic robots and other half using clubs and bows and arrows. I don't know anything about <laughs> I civilization. I totally but, so understand this. So I, I was going to like, this sounds like a Maddie game. So <laughs> yeah, I played civilization. I get it. I play a lot of video games, but I can't deal with like any of those like strategy Resource games. I'm just like, shit. so yeah, yeah I like I, Oh stuff. my God, I can't fucking deal that. And I know you like it. And I'm like, I can't, it's too much for me. <laughs> it's like, I it's like, like it. the same thing where like Gita really fucking loves SimCity. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I enjoy watching you play it, but I just, 
don't I can't she likes play any of these sim games and stuff like that too though she likes yeah I can't crazy games anyway continue <laughs> um on the topic of video games now that you are doing your playthroughs which have been great by the way what genres do you think best or could capture what makes the x-men great is it a combination of action or a dating simulator of course it is see you <laughs> x time claire ended november 10th message anyway hope you've been doing really well really liked all the holiday videos you put out especially the scott jean holiday baking skit good stuff happy new year to you both and all the other mutants out there thanks claire i think the only i mean like i i would love to see an x-men dating simulator but i know that will never happen mm. but in my fantasy world it would be perfect because X-Men is like the biggest superhero soap opera it out is, there. And also all the X-Men should be able to date each other somehow. It just yeah. makes sense. I, I mean, know. like we had, we had that fan who made the game. I know for us. That's, we need to that's do that. us going on a date with Wolverine and we played it, but we, it's going to come out after we're done we'll with the Wolverine put up game. A let's play of that eventually. And that'll be really great. Yeah, no. So um, and we shouldn't spoil it, but that's a really fun game. But yeah, what we're picturing would be like a dating summer. You could actually date more than one of the X-Men and maybe you play as Wolverine or something. I don't know. You figured, well, you here's, figure a, here's the thing. Uh, you know what? Or They've you play as Gambit. Much, that would be in character for Gambit. Oh my to god, be that would be really or Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing: is I feel like they have done a lot of variations of X Men genres for video games because they've had there's a yeah like, like there's the Marvel games, versus they have all the, the arcade games, Ultimate Alliance games, which are yeah, and then they RPG-y. have like the side scrolling arcade game, which is a beat 'em up. So they've had fighting, they've had beat 'em up, they've had all these action platformers. Then they did like a 3D platformer, which was the x-men game that i have on the wii it's not very good it's the one you play as like three random mutants and then like the x-men assist you oh uh and then they have like the x-men legacy games which there were only two of um but they were dungeon crawlers which they just announced that they were doing a third avengers ultimate alliance which will have some x-men in there because it has wolverine i felt like the x-men legacy games were probably like the best format for the x-men because you could choose between it's just like the ultimate alliance games where you can choose between all these different superheroes and utilize whichever powers you feel is best to bring with you on the mission. That's cool. When they had briefly that online MMO Marvel Heroes, which yeah. I really loved. No, I do and remember brought, that game. It, that thing crashed. And uh, what's so sad about that is that you can't even like get it anywhere right, to like, yeah, play for fun. Yeah, because it's just gone now, right? Yeah. And it's like. Well, because it's an MMO. So like if it stops existing, yeah, then it stops existing. Pretty much. Which is like the sad thing about investing any kind of money into an MMO, honestly. Um and I know I'm not judging. I play Guild Wars, so you know I can't even <laughs> yeah. say. But one of the things I was referencing here is that, like, with the dungeon crawler, you or the MMO, maybe it'd be cool as an MMO. I don't know. But like this whole concept of like being able to choose all these different characters and like just run around in a big open world and be able to switch between them, like, is probably the best way to go. Yeah. And I felt like the formatting of X Men Legacy was really great, and obviously it worked because after the two X-Men Legacy games, they made the Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah. And now they're making another one. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if X-Men hadn't paid the way for it. This is why I constantly get mad about the whole X-Men, like, divide between Fox and the I MCU. I know, and all but this. it's and, finally and, going and, away. It's like, it's... it's like X-Men, X-Men paved the way for all of there it. to be Avengers films. I know. It paved the way for there to be, like, video games like Marvel versus Capcom. It paved the way for fucking Ultimate Alliance. Like... When Marvel was crashing, X-Men saved the universe, so... I know. Look, I you're preaching to the choir, and I, I feel like maybe next year, next couple years, that's going to be sorted out finally, but I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I hope so. Uh, the only thing I was going to say on that is that if we... I would love to see a new, like, X-Men Legacy-type dungeon crawler where we had more characters to choose from, because they only gave you, like, 15 or 16 or whatever, that but I would love to see so them do, like... It's so much harder the more characters you have, though, like, design-wise. I can understand why they wouldn't no, have No, I that get many. that, but it'd be great if they, like, eventually... Well, because the MO had so many that I was like, it's well, possible, it's an and MMO. I know they can. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, like... 
and, and if we could like live in this world where the you had all these characters but also like they had more recent characters too because we should have x23 i think it'd be really fun to also that. play as like pixie or if we included any of the new mutants like magic and stuff like that um i would really love to play as uh rock slide i think that would be a lot of fun you know a lot of these some of these newer mutants so yeah um, i think that would be really cool but you never yeah. I, it's really dependent on all the rights issues that are going on right now and like i don't know where the Still. chips are going to fall with that like i'm sure capcom is hoping that things go differently because i mean you said it well you're on another podcast I where am. you mentioned that well i just that's what i think is going to happen is the capcom is going to manage to get the rights to some of those properties again for i don't think games, they'll do a diesel theme thing i think they'll they do what not, they do with marvel versus Cap- well remember marvel versus capcom 3 yeah, and then like a couple the years later they did that was why in Ultimate. my prediction of how they would do it i included that as a potential option oh, okay is a re-release of the game itself because they had like the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate or whatever the fuck it was called, where it was just like a yeah, release of the exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, they might do that. I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. I, I mean, that'd be cool. I do really want to read these Legacy Quest trilogy books again. And you can buy the Omnibus on paperback for like 13 bucks. So I don't know. Wow. Okay. okay. So plugs. Uh, yes. We <laughs> are on twitter i don't know what order to do plugs in anymore we do okay, a different we're on order twitter. every week. we're on twitter uh, you can we're find at the us, mutant our, ages our main, on twitter the main place you can find us for any kind of mutant ages stuff is on twitter it's at the true. mutant ages it's a good place to go and for that th- that's that's where we post almost everything and also other x-men related media and you can find me on twitter at ryan pagella and me on twitter at Mitty myers and we also put up other stuff on other websites like youtube we have a youtube channel called atomic blue productions where we put up a ton of mutant ages and x-men related content like the snacks men skit that we've been referring to a lot on this episode because it's very relevant and just other really fun stuff and we also have a patreon we have a patreon uh an atomic blue productions patreon where you can get bonus audio and video content, behind the scenes stuff, all kinds of fun rewards if you want to kick us a buck or more than that. We would really, really appreciate it. Yeah, every little bit helps. And also, if you want to leave us some reviews on iTunes or whatever you use, that would be fantastic. Or tell a friend that you enjoy us going out about which X-Men are fucking. Yeah, tweet (laughs) at us. And also write into us at themutantages at gmail.com. Because we'll read your shit on the internet and we like to. We actually love having these conversations because that just went on for like a whole a- additional it half an hour. Super fun. <laughs> you know what? If you want to guarantee the episodes are longer, just keep asking us more questions about the MCU and the Fox properties because we cannot resist talking about it for 12 years. So, or you can just write in about whatever you want. You could tell us actually that's like a fun prompt you could tell us how you would introduce the x-men in the mcu since apparently that's yeah the you new tell that or unofficial prompt that you could send into the mutant ages at gmail.com i keep on telling maddie that like the x-men mcu section needs to have its own segment on this show and she's refusing i don't i just don't want another maddie. segment on the show because there's like four segments and they're all maddie. like 30 minutes i know and, they like, really I are don't we've already gotten so good at making episodes short this week not so much we're pushing up to 140 but we've been so I, good I, lately at, at doing an hour happen. and a half so i'm just trying to keep us keep us on track <laughs> catch your breath anyway Maddie. we're done with plugs which means we'll see you next we time we will see you next time call me Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I can't call Wolverine because he's fucking Cyclops currently, but maybe afterwards. Good point. He'll call I don't, But I don't want your secondhand Cyclops come. Fuck that. Yeah, that's disgusting. Clean up before you come <laughs> over. That's Seriously. That's the rules.
us at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.